From SLB Radio in Pittsburgh, Youth Express, the nation's first 24-7 radio station devoted to youth writing, music, and conversation. I don't know why some people look down on people who either give up on college or never go in the first place. There are people that just hate you because of your race or ethnicity, but we are definitely making progress. She's hungry for everything, the life within, trying to find her way around again. Looking and searching is what she's doing. So I followed my brother down to the riverbank, and we donned our skates. While Lev hurried, I tarried. While Lev trudged through the slush, I caught a flake on my tongue. My parents are from Bhutan. They migrate to Nepal, and I born there, and I moved here in the U.S. So it's a long journey to get here. On today's episode, eighth grade students at Sacred Heart Middle School, Morgan McRae, Olivia Hill, Felicity Ravano, and Sienna Stern reflect on Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech. Hello, everybody. This is Morgan McRae. I'm 14 years old. I'm in the eighth grade. I'm here with my co-host, Olivia, Felicity, and Sienna, uh, my lovely friends. And today we're going to be discussing how parts of the I Have a Dream speech one of Martin Luther King's most famous speeches, and one that is really influential on our society today. We're going to talk about different quotes and parts of that speech that are so influential today in our current world, because there's a lot going on. All right, so my first speaker is Olivia, and let's just get right into this. I'm so excited to talk about this topic. Hi, I'm Olivia Hill. I'm 13, and I'm in eighth grade. The quote I'm going to talk about is, Now is the time to rise from the dark and desolated valley of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice. That quote is absolutely beautiful. So I want to hear from you. How do you think this relates to our current world? I think this relates to the current world because like right now we're all really in like a dark place and it's just like telling us that we need to like rise up from everything that's going on in the world and just like be there in the moment. So... Do you feel like we are walking the path to justice as a country, or do you feel like we're, like, not really getting there? I think we're slowly getting there, because, like, of course there has been some progress, but in the end, there's still a lot of stuff that we need to fix. So I think we are slowly walking the path. I 100% couldn't agree more. All right, so how do you feel like we can progress forward as a country? I think we can progress forward, but like everybody just like have stop having stereotypes because there's stereotypes that are killing everybody's opinion about one another. I know it's not going to be easy to just like wipe them all out like that, but if we like try and get an opinion on someone like without knowing them, it's just going to end up bad in the end. But you brought up a really important point about breaking stereotypes. And I think that should be really, that's really important that we have to do to almost take away those sort of like negative thoughts that we have about others. So I want to ask like Felicity and Sienna, what do you have to say about those things like stereotypes and how do you think we can break them? I think that trying to like break the stereotypes are by teaching younger kids at an earlier age on what's going on and the things and how we can prevent people being racist just at a younger age to make them learn a little better. I personally think that Unfortunately, stereotypes, will they will never disappear completely. But as Felicity said, if we teach kids at a younger age that 
like racism and things like that are not okay because a lot of children learn from their parents and the people that they grow up around so if they see adults around them acting a certain way to certain people just because of their race like they will probably follow in their footsteps but I feel like with our new generation a lot of us are like seeing that that's not okay and I feel like after us uh, a lot of the stereotypes like that will fall out but I don't unfortunately don't think that they will ever disappear completely like I mentioned before. That's a really good take on that. I appreciate you too giving the input that you gave. I do believe that like Sienna said, I don't know if it'll completely go away because there's always going to be people who have prejudice against others. And that's unfortunately something that's just embodied into the human nature to have these prejudice against other people. And it's sad and we can work to really change that and bring people out of those prejudice and teach people that everyone is human and everyone deserves to have rights and walk the streets and feel safe. So I believe once we establish that, people will teach their kids and their kids will teach their kids. And we will start kind of a ripple effect of people just teaching others that it's okay to be different. You're loved and you're respected and you're accepted here. Sienna mentioned that it's really about the environment you grow up in. So I wanted to ask, do you think that environment has a lot of influence on a younger person's thoughts because of how they grow up or do you think it's more influenced by what they learn and educate themselves with I want to hear your thoughts I personally think a lot of kids like if they grow up in a certain environment that a lot of people won't even like take the time to educate themselves they will learn from their parents and the other people around them and if you live in like a small conservative town a lot of the people around you are going to have the same thought like think the same way as you and I feel like you won't necessarily have the resources to think out of your like the box I guess if you could say for certain people because everyone around you will will have the same (laughs) thoughts as you but I do know a lot of people who have grown up in conservative families or something like that where the people around them like they've noticed have been racist but they think they stand with like Black Lives Matter and things like that and they think it's an important issue. So I feel like it can go both ways but I feel like a lot of the time at least in like early stages of life like right now a lot of people are gonna go around based on their environment and how other people around them think. Yeah I definitely agree it has to do a lot with your environment but Morgan like you said I'm hopefully more and more parents will realize what's going on and teach their children and have their children learn from them as well so that these things won't keep occurring and we need to like teach people better ways on how to realize what's going on in the world and how we can change. I do think that the environment matters because if a kid grows up around people that always have the specific opinion on like a race or something, they're going to learn that there's something wrong with those people. And they're automatically just going to have build their opinion on what people around them believe. I also would want to throw in that I just made a stereotype that all conservatives are racist. I said that in my statement. I implied it. And I don't mean that because obviously you can be a conservative that is not racist. But that's just the stereotype. And I wanted to check myself on that and notice that that was not the right thing to say. 
So I like how Sierra caught that because I was researching these kinds of things, things about prejudice and stereotypes, because I was just thinking, where does it all come from? I understand that it does come from environment, but it's also something that you're born with. And that's called implicit bias. And everyone's born with it. Me, you, a teacher. Everyone has implicit biases. And it's really kind of disappointing that that's what we have engraved in our DNA. It's something that we can work to work out of. And I know that I have implicit biases against um, some people that I would love to change and that I'm working toward changing because at the end of the day, everybody is human. No one should be stereotyped based on what they believe in, who they are, what they look like. I'm big enough to admit that I can change in that way. And I hope that other people can admit that I do have these prejudices and I know it's not okay. But in saying that, I would love to move on to our next quote and our next speaker can go right ahead and jump in. I'm Sienna Stern. I'm in eighth grade and I'm 14. And the quote that I picked was, the whirlwinds of revolt will continue to shake the foundations of our nation until the bright day of justice emerges. I think this quote means that People will keep going into revolt and getting angry until there's actually some real change. And of course, since Martin Luther King has made this speech, great amount of change has been done and a lot of things have gotten better, but still things aren't perfect. Like we saw over the summer, a lot of police brutality was pointed out in the media and we saw that that did cause a lot of revolt and riot. Most of the time it was peaceful, which is great, but it did cause a lot of anger. It's just basically saying that that will continue to happen until we see some real change. That was beautifully said. I really like that. What do you all think of revolting for justice? Like kind of just going against what the government or the media says for injustices. Like, are there some examples of that? Like, do you all feel like that's happened? And how do you feel about it? Revolting for justice can definitely be a good thing. I think the riots that happened over the summer, I don't necessarily agree with them, but I definitely understand where the pain and anger was coming from. A lot of the riots that happened weren't even caused by protesters. A lot of them were from the police or other sources that were just trying to cause problems to make it look like that these protests were a lot more violent than they were. But I support all of the peaceful protests that were going on because it's for a real issue that needs to be changed. Then again, on the other side, that what happened recently with the riot at the Capitol Hill building, I do not agree with that because it was because people didn't get their way. And when things like that happen, you just have to accept it. And it's not a real issue that's happening. And especially because the president was almost enforcing it, I just don't think that that was okay. Yeah, I definitely agree. I don't think that we should ever condone or anyone should result to violence but what people don't realize between the differences from the summer protest versus the riot at the capitol people don't realize the difference that black lives matter protests were fighting over basic human rights and people that rioted the capitol were just doing that because their president didn't win the entire display at the capitol was really unbelievable our people in leadership should have taken a much larger approach to de-escalating that and telling people that what they did was wrong. I know 
from what I've seen, from what I've researched, that if that would have happened, if a BLM protest was going to go to the Capitol or someone had heard that people participating in the Black Lives Matter movement were going to storm the Capitol, I believe that there would have been armed guards and law enforcement would have been informed and everyone would have been on edge. Because just seeing like how peaceful protests turned into riots, but some of them were started by law enforcement. Just seeing that display, even with rubber bullets and tear gas, I believe that if it would have happened at the Capitol, but it had been a different sort of protest for any sort of minority issue. There's all these things that I know if people would have stormed to get that cause across to our congressmen, there would have been bloodshed. But that's the world that we live in. And I feel like that's definitely something we need to change. We should 100% acknowledge that kind of white privilege, that kind of telling people that some things are acceptable when they're not acceptable for others. I believe that once we acknowledge that as a country and figure out how to change, we can overall grow past this. Yeah, I definitely agree. And that was really well said, Morgan. I just wanted to point out the fact that most Black Lives Matter protests started out peaceful, but then the police decided to attack them with tear gas and rubber bullets. And the few officers that were at the Capitol were just standing there. And I know they were outnumbered, but... There were some just taking pictures of them, some letting them in without trying to fight back. And these people are also the ones who are all about police and they were still beating them up and trying to fight and storm the capital of the United States. It's quite obvious that if anyone was protesting for any sort of minority, like you said, it'd be a completely different situation. And even our president-elect Joe Biden noticed that and our president currently failed to acknowledge that and he basically was making them more angry by saying that the election was rigged and it was taken away from them even though that is completely untrue. Trump supporters, they claim to be the biggest patriots and that they love the United States but doing that clearly shows that they don't have respect for our country and raiding the Capitol Hill building and hanging from the walls and putting confederate flags in the building it's just not okay i hope for in the future that more people acknowledge that what happened is a huge point of white privilege and i don't understand how people can't see that i definitely agree we do need to acknowledge it or it would benefit us as a society to address these issues and not just let people say what they want to say and believe what they want to believe and then especially people in power Like Sienna said, our president didn't do a great job of addressing it. Even people who are in the news or in media, it creates a lot of misinformation whenever everybody's in disagreeal. Because some people believe that it was wrong. A lot of people believe that it was right. To someone who may not even know what would have happened, possibly someone in another country or someone who just did not know, it may confuse them. So I feel like we need reliable sources to go off whenever dealing with these issues. But let's move on. We can 100% revisit this conversation, but I do want to move on to this last quote and allow our third speaker to speak. Hello, I'm Felicity Ravano. I'm 14 and I'm in eighth grade. And a quote that really stuck out to me was, we cannot walk alone. And as we walk, we must make the pledge that we shall march ahead. We cannot turn our back. I think this quote means that no matter where you come from, who you are, the right thing to do is to fight and do what you can to help. And if you truly 
think that there's no problem including racial justice, police brutality, and so much more, then you are a part of the problem. And the more people that we can help fight and educate themselves should be increasing, not decreasing. People who have different opinions and beliefs that you think might be prejudiced or racist are the people you want to bring together and educate to help fight, not push away just because they act like that. And we can show change and we want to show change. It says we cannot turn back. It means that people cannot give up. Fighting for rights is very important. And we can't just let these things go and let this insanity keep happening. It's very important to walk together even with the people who have oppressed us because we shouldn't always show hatred to others because it might be difficult or hard for them to process what exactly is going on just because they might have been raised that way or the environment that they live in. But they could have right intentions and we just need to show more people what the world is going through. I believe that we could create a lot more positive change by educating people as opposed to bashing them or constantly telling them they're wrong because sometimes it does come from a place of just pure not knowing i know a lot of people in this day and age refuse to learn about these topics which is really sad because that's how we're gonna progress if you just learn more about it but to people who actually don't know and want to learn i feel like if we open up those resources that we're ready to talk and we want to teach you and we make them feel like We're not going to shame you because you don't know rather than inform you. I feel like once we do that, a lot of people will realize like, it's okay not to know. We'll just tell you. But I did want to go back to the comment that said we cannot turn back. We have to keep fighting for rights. We have to keep fighting for these people. We have to keep fighting for justice for all the people that have passed away to start this movement. For all the people that have passed away in light of police brutality. We cannot just stop saying their name. We can't just let them become another story. We cannot just let them become another statistic. They need justice and we need to push for our law enforcement and our lawmakers to be better. As I was reading these quotes, I was thinking to myself, that sounds a little familiar. We cannot go back. But then I thought about our latest presidency and President Trump's slogan was make America great again. So my question to you all is, Martin Luther King says we can't go back, but our president is preaching to the world that we can make America great again. This contradiction, how are we going to fix this? How are we going to tell people that we can't go back because it wasn't always good for minorities or we can't go back because it wasn't always good for people of color? Like, how do you think we can make this message known that going back is not a good option? We can't just stop and go back to how we were 40 years ago. I hear people say a lot, oh, I wish I lived in the 80s or the 70s. And the first thing that always comes to my mind is how would you wish to go back to that time when prejudice against all minorities was so much greater than it is now and so much more of an issue I mean, I think right now it's probably the best that it's ever been. I mean, with Gen Z, social media, and TikTok, a lot of things are becoming more prevalent and a lot more people can learn about these things. And I feel like that's a great privilege that we have. And going back to those times isn't going to benefit us at all. And we just have to keep pushing forward. We have made some progress over time, but I definitely think that we shouldn't just stop and change America just like the way it was before because it was a terrible time before but definitely pushing forward and my thing is not make America great again but at least make America nice again and try to be more peaceful and 
try to come alongside with um, different people's opinions and try to make people realize what's actually going on and how this isn't okay and this isn't right and definitely trying to move on instead of stay in the past. I agree with the both of you. I mean, the only again that I feel like would be semi-beneficial to us was going back to the 2016 election before we had Donald Trump in the White House, going back to that voting day. Because we can't just go back in history because there's never been a time where everything's just been peaceful for everybody. I mean, you have slavery, but even before that, you have indigenous people being slaughtered and being a mass genocide. And then there was diseases when people were first in America and they were killing millions of people. I don't remember a time that it's ever been great for all people in this country by pushing that narrative that, oh, one time there was, I would just like to know what people believe, it, where people want to go back to. We are all human and we make mistakes. Nothing in life is will ever be just like, everything's good. Someone somewhere was struggling and does not want to go back to that time. But my last question would have to be, like how Martin Luther King said, we cannot walk alone. Do you all feel like having that sense of community that like everyone is fighting together for the same cause is beneficial? Or do you feel like certain people should just like kind of not fight for certain things because they don't involve them? Yeah, definitely with no, like how I said, no matter where you come from or like who you are, trying to realize what people want to fight for is definitely very important. And what some people don't realize when we say Black Lives Matter, they think that only Black Lives Matter. But when we say this, we're saying this because they are downgraded and they're not getting their rights. They're not treated equally and they just want equality through, uh, shown throughout everyone. I don't know if there will be any time soon a point where people are going to realize that every single life matters, but hopefully we can progress in the future, more movements, but peacefully, and try to have more people have an understanding and the right mindset with that situation. I completely agree, and I feel like since Trump has been in office, the country has been more divided than ever. But on top of that, we see this year there have been other things that the country's been divided on, like with the pandemic, like wearing masks, not wearing masks, with the Black Lives Matters, like saying all lives matter or agreeing with the Black Lives Matter statement. There will always be two contradicting sides. And lately, those have been like bashing a lot more. We have been more against each other than always. Like throughout the history of the United States, I mean everywhere, there's always going to be people with different opinions. But I feel like lately, when other people have a different opinion than you, people tend to get more upset or angry. And I feel like if we all stood together, like it's talking about in the quote, it would make things so much easier. And clearly, if everyone from different backgrounds and everything like that stood for this cause, it would help things tremendously. We have people from all different perspectives and different sides coming together to support one cause. That's very well said. I do think that it's really important that all of us come together to support each other. If we all agreed and decided to take the steps to move forward as a community, then we could 100% get to where we need to be. Martin Luther King had a big impact on his 
on the people of his time, on his community members, he had a big impact on their lives because he was such an influential person. If we had a Martin Luther King around today or someone who could guide us in the right direction with civil rights and Black Lives Matter movement, if we just had someone who would get up and speak out against what everybody else may think was right, if someone would just get out and speak about those things and be open, we could really all benefit from that. Do you all believe that one day there could be somebody similar to Martin Luther King, but like the Martin Luther King of our generation, someone who could talk us out of this mindset that we can't, someone who could inspire us so much to push for positive change? I definitely think that could be something that happens. I mean, Black Lives Matter has been a thing for many years and that organization has been around, but until this year, not very many people knew about it. And I feel like the leaders of that organization have already become kind of like a small type of Martin Luther King. The whole entire movement is our Martin Luther King of our generation, just Black Lives Matter. I feel like that is what is going to cause positive change and not necessarily one person. And I definitely think that it is possible for someone to stand up so strongly confident in what they believe in. And I definitely think over time, ever since Martin Luther King's speech, there has been a more variety of people who have stand with this movement, more people from all over the place. And I think that's amazing. And I think that we should keep pushing forward for more and more people to believe what is right. That was very well said. I really like how Sienna told us that like the Martin Luther King of our generation is the movement like that's beautiful I completely agree I know that although Martin Luther King was so influential we have so many influential things that are going on right now and I believe that we can be the generation that makes this sort of change that lets people know that we don't accept things like prejudice and discrimination anywhere and that everyone is safe and everyone is welcome here. So we're not going to let things slide. I'm really excited to see our generation in positions of power because I understand from just hearing this conversation, but also seeing what other people have said, I know that we're in good hands to make some really positive change in the near future. And that is all the time we have. We are your hosts, Morgan, Sienna, Felicity, and Olivia. Bye everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Youth Express. Youth Express is made possible with support from the Henry L. Hillman Foundation, the Pittsburgh Penguins Foundation, and the 33 Foundation, and was produced by SLB Radio Productions. Learn more at youthexpress.org. Youth Express. Catch the future.